Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode. We've got Lights, Camera, Rant, and the Nerd Dose podcast, and a very special crossover episode, which uh, myself, Lee, and Zach and Kyle. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. Or good evening. Yeah, good evening to you, but good morning to you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, good, good morning, my side of the world, um, being from Australia and you guys, America. Um, this was a lot of fun to try and get together and timing wise. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. This is like our first big collab. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I mean, we were talking what, an hour before even started. <laughs> yeah, we were. We like got to 50 minutes and like, oh, we probably should really start this episode. Like, <laughs> probably should get, probably should get going. Um, no, so uh, we thought we would get together and do this collab episode together because we thought, you know, um, being the similar, you know, fanatics that we are in film and television um, and finding you guys, obviously, at my point on Instagram and listening to your episodes, I was like, you know what? These guys are pretty cool and I need to do an episode with them ASAP. Um, so we started messaging and this is how we came about and this is how we thought, you know, we'll do this episode. Yeah, we completely agree kind of connected on Instagram a few weeks ago and I thought the same same thing as you did like we need to collab an episode we've never done it before but I'm willing to do it let's give it a shot mm. definitely be a lot of fun yeah so far so good right definitely. yeah definitely for sure last week and we kind of we didn't know what to do really do for topics because mm-hmm. I know you cover a lot of news and we we kind of post whenever we get the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're kind of got like a favorites, recommendations, and something we're excited for. Yeah, that's right. We were, uh, each of our two favorite movies and uh, two movie recommendations, if you guys have seen it or if like I haven't seen it, and then two movies which might blow out to five, depending <laughs> uh, what movies we're most excited for to see this year. Um, just being just being March, there's still so much coming out. Um, so we thought, yeah, we thought we'll just get a good collab and talk about our favorites and what we're most excited for. Absolutely. And I think one of my biggest movies has already come out, The Batman. Oh, I I completely agree with you. I I will I will be honest. I came in with very low expectations. I was like, no, why they cast Robert Pattinson? Why is the vampire, um, sparkling vampire guy going to be Batman? Um, this is going to be shit. I want Ben Affleck. And then after I saw the movie, I was like, well, excuse me why I go and make an episode why I retract all my statements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love that movie. And I can't wait to see it again. I should be seeing it here soon, but I'm... We got to do an episode on it because we loved it so much. For sure. I was shocked on how Robert Pattinson was able to do this. Because, again, like what you said, like I can only think of Robert Pattinson as the guy from Twilight or even from Harry Potter in Goblet of Fire. Like, seeing him play this role in, in Batman, like, 
in my opinion, I think all of our opinions, I think he knocked it out of the park. He he did like uh, I <clears throat> yeah like I even when I they, they released the Batman theme um, before it came out I think about two weeks earlier and I, even that I listened to and I thought this is shit this doesn't make any sense um, give me back Michael Keane's theme and then watching right past be the Batman being a Batman of like year two so a lot, a lot rougher and not pulling his punches as much. He, yeah, he pulled it off um, pretty well in convincing the fact that this isn't, you know, this isn't like a Christian Bale, like Dark Knight, where he's clean cut, he knows what he's doing, um, or uh, Ben Affleck being almost like at the age where he doesn't care if someone dies. Like he portrayed a good year two Batman. I think a lot of people, a lot of people really wanted to see the um, Ben Affleck come back. Um, I think the original idea for this movie involved him fighting Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah, it was. I that's look. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I was one of those people that wanted that movie because I'm a big fan of the Arkham Arkham games, and Deathstroke is one of the best characters that Batman can fight because of his skill level, um, being also a mercenary in that hand-to-hand combat style. So I was fully excited when I saw this was going to happen. Um, not to mention, oh, I can't, Jim, I can't remember his name. I can't remember the guy who played Deathstroke. Um, I, he, he was in the Justice League right at the end. Your I thought his costume, that's it. That's it. I thought his costume was spot on. And I thought you going against Ben Affleck's Batman would be a gritty, awesome movie. What we got instead, I'm still very, a lot satisfied and I will be honest, I can't wait for a sequel to this. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Matt Reeves is like creating an amazing universe. And I think the biggest thing I loved about that movie so much was the vibe he was able to set. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Robert Pattinson did an amazing job. The amount of emotion he was able to express, just not even speaking, is just mind-boggling. Just, just to see play out in this amazing movie. Yeah, it was insane how like the flow of it also in my opinion went pretty cool. I love the beginning especially, like getting introduced to who that villain of the whole movie is going to be about with the Riddler. Like I never really thought Riddler was going to be that main villain, and as it was was following through all that plot, like I got a little bit scared as I was watching through this. It was like, oh shit, some some stuff's going to go down soon, and I don't know how I feel about it. Like it gave me <laughs> of like. You know that superhero style, but also a little bit more horror stuff, especially more horror with like Saw, for example. Can it kind of gave me that little vibe as I was watching it, which I actually loved, especially. Yeah, it um it definitely like anyone who I've recommended this movie to is like, oh no, it's just it's not a superhero movie, it's just another Batman movie. I've been telling people, not not really. Like if you've watched um like Seven or Saw or um oh, what's that oh that has got Robert Downey Jr. in it um it's about the serial killer that talks in code the Zodiac the Zodiac killer like that's the other one I've been telling people like if you like those movies you should go see this because that's more akin to you know uh you know like um uh, what's his name the worst Batman of them all George Clooney. George Clooney, that one. <laughs> with the bat nips? Yeah, the nipples. Yeah, and the bat credit card. Bat oh, credit card. God. <laughs> I still don't know why they made that movie. 
I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, th- I still think, like, Arnie did a really good job as Mr. Freeze. That's, like, the biggest, best thing about that movie. But the rest was like, no, why does Batman have bat nipples? Why does he have a credit card? Why, why is there so much more wrong with this? Why does Bane just look so bad? Yeah, there is Bane in that movie. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> God. Well, I'm by the movie still. Yeah. <laughs> Old memories um, of when I am like, why did this occur? It's like a fever dream. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure George Clooney, I think, even said the fact he keeps a photo uh, of the Batman, of like um, Batman and Robin, as a constant reminder of like, don't take shitty roles or something like that. <laughs> wow. Straight on his nice stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, his nice stand. Like, that's right. Don't pick shitty movies. That's hilarious. Uh, um, actually, you- oh, sorry, go. What do you think the next villain should be? Should they dive into the Joker or should they introduce an entire new like villain, I guess? Oh, uh, actually, before I answer that, what did you guys think of the Joker scene? The deleted scene? Yeah, the deleted scene. I thought the one in the movie was like um perfect or not. I don't know if we didn't really need it, but it was okay to kind of have in it. Like a I nice tease. Think, yeah, nice tease. It didn't really take it away away from the movie, but after seeing that deleted scene, I was like, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Let's send it. This looks amazing. Yeah, getting a new aspect of the Joker also. Definitely has that um, Hannibal Lecter vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, 100%, 100%. I I did like the tease at the end, and I could straight away tell the fact I'm like, that's it's going to be the Joker. Like, of course, you know, you're going to tease him first. Um, but the deleted scene was, I found, was like, that got me on board more as well after seeing that. Like, he, you know, um, he's intense, and you could see the fact that he's almost outsmarting, outsmarting the Batman. Um, as well, the fact that they've got that relationship already because he said it's their first year anniversary um, and as well as there's a scene where he passes him all the paperwork and there's a paper clip and then when he pa- when the Joker passes all the paperwork back, there's no paper clip. So that's how he gets out. Yeah, I think I'm very excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see they have I guess maybe not so much a mutual, but there is respect on both sides. Yeah. And I think that's really uh, an interesting aspect to dive into, especially with this Batman. Yeah, I'm excited for how this is going to be because it's a, it's going to be a new Joker also with this, right? Yep, be a new new Joker that look, looks very kin to yeah, like Hannibal Lecter kind of style. Um, I I always don't want them to like I'm I'm more happy if the next Batman movie, he isn't the main villain. Um, if they don't follow the trend of the Dark Knight, I kind of hope they would do um, a Mr. Freeze. I kind of hope they do him next. Because mm-hmm. um, um, I don't know if you guys, did you guys ever watch Batman the Animated Series? I haven't, but I definitely heard of like his storyline. I'm pretty sure like that arc has won awards before. Yeah, I watched. I haven't watched that one in particular, but I think what you said. Yeah, I think awards have been won for this. Yeah, that that episode did win awards um, because of how good it was, and actually that episode uh, actually gave Mister Freeze. He's in like that background. They actually gave that 
um, gave him like enriched his backstory and actually humanized him because that story had not actually been told before in the comics. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see. Like, I'm on board for Mister Freeze. I'm just wondering how they could do it in this type of universe. How to mix it in with it? Because you could definitely tell this. It seems like this universe is a little bit grounded, mm-hmm. but then especially with him like using the um, the wingsuit to fly. I'm just curious yeah. to know how far they can go. But then you got the venom at the end that he injected with himself. So yeah, I know. I know. I was like, I was like, that's all right. He's just taking some adrenaline. But yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, they probably just think he's just taking some steroids. But for all the rest of us, we're like, yeah, we know what that is. Yeah, they tease so many villains that they could do. Yeah. Too much tease, but not enough like action. I guess I, I can't wait. I hope they go a little bit more than a trilogy. Mm. I mean, with how many villains that Batman has that everyone wants to see kind of reintroduced or brought up that have never got this kind of light, like Mister. Well, a little bit more like Mister. Freeze. People are mentioning Poison Ivy. I personally want yeah. to see the Court of Owls. Mm. Yeah, that was my second thing. My second thing is I want. I think Mister. Freeze and the Court of Owls. I think would be a good a good way to you know you're inducing a new villain that hasn't been on screen before as well as you're re you're reimagining one you've already seen on the screen yet hasn't hasn't been that constant because by the time that the Batman two comes out it'll almost be like twenty years since Arnie's Mister Freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think Court of Owls seems to be that whole like I guess storyline of maybe even having his parents involved in the court. And it just seems like there could definitely be something there that could be an amazing sequel yeah. with that type of villain. It'll be really interesting how they can mix this in also. I've heard people mentioning Man Bat. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's that's a bit of a stretch. I know. But um, he, his story is kind of, is kind of sad as well. Um, but I don't think they need to do Man Bat, really. Like, that's probably a little bit more. But you could also have Hugo Strange. You could even have – you could do Rouse Our Ghoul again um, and have the, the, League of, the League of Shadows. But um, I just really, really hope that, you know, in this world as well, if he eventually does make enough sequels, I want to see a um, Red Hood. Yes, Ooh, absolutely. That is something that I want to see 100%. Mm-hmm. Especially after like seeing clips of what Red Hood was like in the Titans show. Oh yeah, wow. I love that. That was amazing. Mm. Yeah. Even the animated uh, Red Hood stuff. Oh. Yeah, the have you guys seen the Batman under the Red Hood? No, I've heard it's amazing. Though. I think I missed that one, but I've seen other ones, but. Yeah, I've heard all. I've heard good things from like family and all of my friends. It's um, it's really good, and it's, uh, Jason Jason Ackles plays the Red Hood. That's funny. <laughs> and the, and it's actually, I didn't realize this until actually at the end of I was watching it. Bender plays the Joker. Really? Oh, interesting. Well, it's on yeah. HBO. Uh, thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> Definitely watching that tonight. <laughs> No, like Jason Eccles is like the best best part of that movie with and you feel real you feel bad for the character. Like you feel bad for him and you completely understand why he's like, you know what? Fuck you all. 
Yeah, I, I think that'd be an insane. I feel like that maybe more like, yeah, definitely possibly past the trilogy. Because I know, I'm curious to know how much they do time jumps. Are they going to do every two years? Could they be the next five years? Some people have indicated like, um, I guess a foreshadow as what was the mayor's kid possibly being a Robin. Yeah. I would love that see that because like you can see the relationship with them that they want that he wants to mentor him somehow in some yeah. way they kept directing the amount of camera work that they involved around that kid and bruce wayne it's just there's gotta be something there mm-hmm. that's gonna be a connection soon for sure S- somehow somehow it has to be and he's the first uh rob Patterson's the first batman to wear eye makeup I know, I love yeah. that. when he takes the mask off <laughs> the smoky eye. The smoky eye, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just oh. grounds him more, it, honestly. It does. But the funny when I first saw that photo of him with wearing that eye makeup, I'm like, oh, he would have been a great poster boy for my Kamakura romance. Like, <laughs> like, perfect. And, like, you know, I'm, a small, I'm a small boy, whatever that song is, um, marching... That's it. Black Parade. Black Parade, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but did you guys, like, what did you guys, like, I've seen a lot of criticism is that, did you guys justify the length? Like, do you feel like it was too long or it was just enough time? Or do you feel like they could, like, trim the fat just a little bit? I Personally, I felt like the three hours flew by. Um, I could see maybe like maybe like 10 to 15 minutes possibly trimmed because I know like Riddler started off very strong in the movie. I would say first hour and a half and then it kind of dove away from that. And then the Riddler popped up like 45 minutes later. Mm-hmm. That was my under, that was my thing also because I see it was under three hours, like two hours, 56 minutes was the whole total of it. I would assume at least give me like 20 minutes off of it. I feel like that would have been perfect in my opinion because there were some parts in when I was watching it, it kind of like made me doze off a tiny bit because I got kind of lost in some parts, but then it kind of picked back up. But yeah, 20 minutes or so off of it would have been perfect for me in my opinion. Yeah, I <clears throat> I, agree, I agree with you. I feel like, I feel like he could have shaved just a, just a little bit, um, a little bit off the whole thing. But like I was, I was, I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, I've got a Batman tattoo on me. I, Batman was the first character that like really got me into comics, and um, so I was loving this movie. From uh, I was very, like intri- very like switch on in the movie all the through all the way through. I didn't zone out at any point and think, oh my god, this is going for so long. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um... I like the fact that directors are taking this leap towards longer movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dune was pretty close to three hours. That came out in the fall. Um, definitely makes me have hope a little bit more for their creative decisions. I I hope so. I hope so as well. It just you just got to make sure the fact that it's just if you're going to go for that long time is that you need to make sure the fact that it's intriguing from you don't have that real like dive point. Um, cause I remember watching, I think Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. I remember looking at that going, this is really long and this is starting to get boring. 
Yeah, yeah I remember watching that and I felt watch getting bored at some parts of the movie like okay why was this necessary is this really needed for this part of the movie like I don't know it's and like you also have to cater towards your audience because you have to have those people that actually will take the time to watch that whole thing you know there's like some people that will only watch movies where it's only an hour and 45 minutes long and stuff because people will probably get bored of it unless it's really more on like the director side and the creativity of the movie itself to make sure it keeps your audience engaged. Yeah, exactly right. And it's those same people that will, you know, will binge, you know, three hours or four hours of Netflix. I'm like, it's just exactly the same. You're just on the couch. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, I'm glad Venom let there be carnage was only an hour and a half with yeah. all shit that movie was. And then probably to you also oh. more fear as well. Like, same kind of time uh yeah it was yeah i just the same amount of time and it wasn't it's funny that that didn't have a low point it just got low after halfway through it just <laughs> stayed low all the way after and um look anyone who's gonna watch morbius the critics they're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah guy was mentioning uh, that he wanted to see that and i was like just Maybe save your money if you can. I know, like, my only thing is I would just want to watch it just to feel complete that I watched that Marvel movie in its series. But, you know, like, that's my only reasoning why. Part of you is thinking, like, is this movie as bad as they're saying? So Mm -hmm. then that that intrigues you to go see it. Yeah, that's my other thing. Like, is it really that bad from what everyone I've heard that watched it says? But... I have to, I feel like I have to watch it myself to get like a full understanding if is it really that bad. It it, it is that bad. Well, that <laughs> I <laughs> oh it's 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 just when you watch it I think with the um even like it spoils it actually the movie spoils itself actually in the first half an hour because of the trailers. That's no surprise. Um. Trailers. Yeah, you guys gonna watch it? Do you want me to spoil it for you? Go for it. Well, yeah. there's um, Matt Smith's character. He plays the brother of um, Michael Morbius, and they both have this condition when they can't walk properly, right? Mm. And in the trailer, Matt Smith's character is walking fine, but in the is walking fine, but in the movie for the first half, he's got the condition. So I was like. Oh well, he's also going to take the same serum that Michael Morbius is going to have, and I bet you they're going to fight. Okay, yeah, I heard he was the villain. I just yeah, he's the villain. Yeah, that's so funny. I'm like, uh, I feel like that makes sense that he would have been the villain. What really stinks is I don't think he really was in like ever really wanted to do superhero movies before. And I think Karen Gillan, who plays Nebula in the MCU, she convinced him. And I wish she didn't because this movie, <laughs> I'm sure he's regretting that decision a little bit too. I, I, I think he might. He just needs someone from uh, Marvel to be like, now come to the MCU, we will treat you better. We will, we will take care of you. Um, I'm always curious with Matt Smith because he did – he had a scene or scenes in uh, The Rise of Skywalker, and they got cut. But he's never he's never actually told what it was. 
He never actually explained. He's like, it, he said it was something pivotal, but in the end it got cut and I can't talk about it just in case. Weird. Hmm. I'm very excited uh, to see House of the Dragon this summer. Yeah, they, they announced the premiere date for that. That's, um, I didn't realize it. I probably should have waited, but like I shared that on my Instagram and about 10 minutes later, I'm like, ah, anyone who's Australian, this date doesn't make any sense. Should have just waited until the Australian poster came out because you guys have the month and day the other way around. Oh, Oh, interesting. I forgot. So it says, um, it says, um, like for you guys, it'll be like, you know, August the 22nd. For us, it's the 22nd of August. I see. Oh, gotcha. So I was like, oh, stuff it. I'm not going to retract that. You, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones. I love that show. I've watched it twice through already. Um, say what you want about the ending. I just, <laughs> I just take the ending with a grain of salt. I try not to ruin the rest of the six, seven seasons that are amazing. And the fact that they're bringing this show, it's just I'm excited. I'm going to read Fire and Blood um, this summer. I have like a little book club with a couple of my buddies and we're going to have a lot of discussion about that. That'll be interesting. I'm, I hate to say it. I'm not a big, I haven't really watched Game of Thrones, so don't hate me on that, but I've heard there are good parts. Don't get me wrong. Um, I will try to see if I do have time to watch it during the summer. Um, I, to me personally, it's just like middle earth stuff is like not, <laughs> not my forte, I guess, for some reason, but I no. feel like I just have to one day just like, deal with it and just see the drama and see why the show is rated so politics, high. so much politics. Yeah, and the politics stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't seen uh, Game of Thrones. Um, it never, when it came out, it, it never tickled, never tickled my fancy. Um, but I remember seeing all the massive hate over the ending. And I was like, and to me, I was like, I don't, like it could have been a shit ending, but like even if the ending was, you know, picture perfect there still would have been people going oh no it was shit you know it was it was still wasn't satisfying there still would have been people complaining about the ending because this show had so much hype it was doing so well so you kind of knew the ending was no one was gonna be happy with it yeah i completely agree biggest show on cable or uh, out there the time it was huge it's groundbreaking mm-hmm. yeah for four years i think for four years in a row it was the highest torrented show you know <laughs> and within in an episode getting released it was you know downloads were through the roof trying to get an episode because the, the, sh- the shit thing being in australia is that you guys get everything first oh yeah we do like we don't actually have hbo max over here we have a thing called binge which works with hbo max in some form so we get some hbo max things but we don't get everything wow did you um was peacemaker released the same time for you as it was um the uk a couple weeks ago yeah that came out on yeah that came on binge and I, the funny thing is, I was like, I was talking to, I think a week prior to that, I was like, who e- even owns a binge account, you know, with Disney Plus, you know, Paramount, Netflix, Stan, with everything, like who owns a binge account? And then a week later, I'm like, oh, I'll sign up and I'm not going to get one again. <laughs> uh, which P- Peace, P- 
Peacemaker, which I was messaging you on Instagram, like that show was bloody brilliant. And I done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, that I, that was actually, I went in that with low expectations because I was like, why are they making, why are they use Peacemaker to make a spin-off show? Like, you know, yeah, he was fine in the movie, but why does he need a show? And then I'm like, yeah, he needed the show, 100%. His character, everything about that show, the, the music, the action, James Gunn smashed out of the park. Yeah, completely agree. I'm just happy we got to see, or pretty much everyone got to see how great of an actor John Cena is. Yeah, I feel like he's grown a lot as an actor. Even, like, you know, his career was a wrestler in WWE, and then he's grown as an actor. Like, I've seen him in other acting roles that I didn't feel comfortable with, like him portraying in those movies because I felt like he was kind of a joke but then and now he's like also a host of I think it's Wipeout. Yeah I yeah. liked him in Blockers. He, he does comedy really well and mm-hmm. I think it definitely shows in Peacemaker. It, it really yeah, it really shines through. Um, I feel bad I do feel bad for him because he like he's even said like he went for role he's gone for like other superhero roles and everything and he, he always got knocked back and everything so he was really happy that he got Peacemaker. Um, so he was going to, like, John Cena has done a fantastic, he's done a fantastic job. You know, he's WWE career. You know, he's one of the highest selling people or merch people. You know, everything he did in WWE was fantastic. You know, he's also done, um, he's the highest wished person, no, highest wish granted person on Make-A-Wish oh, Make Foundation. Wish. That's really? it, yeah. Yeah, he's um he was the most requested for I think a period of time, but he currently holds the record for most wishes done. Oh, oh, so he commits to it, whereas other people that were patients that want to see like the other actors, like I don't know Beyonce for example, like he actually will fulfill that role. Yeah, like he will, you know, he will make time to always go see if there's a kid who requests to see him. So, like, if they had a tally from all the stars they get, he's, like, ahead miles from all the wishes granted than compared to anybody else. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. It just shows <coughs> how truly good of a person he is and that he loves his audience. How passionate he is with his with his fans. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I think that's that really shows his character. And he's, he's funny, you know, and... Um, he, I haven't seen Fast and the Furious, the last one that he was in. I'm not really big fan of the Furious, Fast and the Furious movies. I think they need to finish. I <laughs> uh, just they think they need to be done. Um, but I haven't seen it. But apparently his performance in that wasn't too bad. But then again, that's action. He wasn't comedy. He, I did see that movie, and he did nothing in that movie. He just stared out of a window for like two and a half hours straight. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds like a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, that sounds like that was the first movie that um, did flashbacks too, which just shows that they're running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just need to stop it. Yeah, I just like how like, oh, it's his brother. Since when? Since when has he ever said he had a brother? Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. And all the how many movies were in there in Fast and Furious? Like ten, nine. Yeah. Now we got Jason Momoa coming back for ten. Yep. It's going to end with Fast 11. So we've still got two more Fast and Furious movies to go. Yeah, I think, personally, I felt like it started dipping a little bit after 7. 
Um, I still like Eight a lot, Fate of the Furious. Um, and I also really like, uh, what is it, Hobbs and Shaw. I thought that spinoff was kind of fun. But I really no, I haven't seen that one. I didn't think number nine, F9, was too memorable, I guess. I only like that, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> That's a good one. That was a good one. Tell you, I've, I've seen the first one, uh, the third one, and I think I've seen the fourth one, and then I dropped off. But every time I watch the first Fast and the Furious, it makes me feel old on what they're stealing. And there's like VHS players, thick TVs. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Shit. That's so funny. Um, but let's, let's pull back. We've got such a major tangent. But like, your movie recommendation was the Batman for this year? No, that was something I was excited for. But I came up with a couple of new stuff. Yeah, we started at Batman. Can you believe that? Yeah, around Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just you know, John Cena, Morbius, just keep going. Game of Thrones, just keep going. Um, so, go. Oh, are you sorry? No, sorry. You're good. I was just saying we're just passionate about movies, as you guys can tell. Oh, I I think anyone can tell at this stage, um, which is why you guys were the perfect people to do this episode with. <laughs> Um, a couple other movies that I think Kyle and I can both agree on that we're really looking forward to is, of course, Doctor Strange. That's a given, but mm-hmm. that's too easy because it's MCU. Everything, every kind of Marvel project we're obsessed with. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like Into the Spider Verse is a big one. Across the Spider Verse. Across. Oh my goodness. Oh, you, you guys are bloody brilliant because that's literally what I've got on my notes. Because yeah. I, I, I. I I put down Doctor Strange and I wrote, I was like, oh, that yeah, just in case that was too easy. I put down Spider-Verse. <laughs> I love, I love Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, beautiful. That, the, the, the music in that movie alone is just amazing as well. The, the animation also is what got me. It's like oh, tier, tier animation in my opinion. I love animation, like movies in general. Um, they just killed it with this one. Oh, the cop, they mixed with the animation and the comic book style, like, they, oh, I'm so excited for how they're going to do this with Across the Spider-Verse. Like, is it going to continue on? or Part is it, one? Yeah, and part one also. So we're going to get a part yeah, two. Yeah, part one, part two. Yeah. I'm more excited. Amazing. <laughs> I, uh, I love the first one. That was, that was, you're right. Like, the animation, the music, like, What's Up Danger was on my gym, still on my gym playlist because that's such a killer song. Um, and... It's funny, like I when I saw the trailer, I was like, "All right, let's let's check this out." And then after I watched, I'm like, "That was awesome. I need to see another one of this." And that's actually um, that's got two MCU players in it at the moment. So Haley, I oh know um, Haley, yeah, she plays Spider Gwen. Yep, yep, Spider Gwen, Gwen Stacy, Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Oscar Isaac is Spider-Man 2099. Yep, I'm very excited for that. Um, so that's probably, yeah, outside the MCU-verse, um, that's probably yeah, the one I'm most excited to see, especially the fact, as you just said, it's part one and part two. Yeah, I think going back to what you mentioned about What's Up Danger, I think I had Sunflower as my top listen song back in, what, 2020? Something like that. Oh, Sunflower, that was awesome. Yeah, Post Malone. Yeah, even just, like, some of the quotes, like, from that movie itself, like, you always got to take a leap of faith. It's, like, it's such, like, an inspirational quote. Like, 
sometimes you do have to take a leap of faith to where, where you want to go in your life. You know, like I, it's like reflecting on, to me personally, it's like reflecting, like, what can I do to change? Like, what do I want to do to make myself grow as a person? You know, very like, relatable. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I just love, I just love at the beginning. It's like, you know, you know, you start with the, the Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. It's like, oh, you know, I was Spider-Man. And then, and then I got divorced, but I moved out, but I handled it like a champ. Starts crying in the shower. Oh, my God. <laughs> gained weight. Yeah, gained weight. <laughs> oh, I had um, so that's all I had, and then that jumped out of it. So I really like how they um his suit his suit is spray painted. So like it started with yeah. him doing a spray painted piece, and then it ended with him also spray painting his suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um I always thought it was that was really good as well, and I love the the scene the what's up danger scene where he does take that leap. I'm like that the music. Him, like, you know, feeling becoming Spider-Man was really good. Um, and I, I, one of my mates, um, which started following you guys, Mark from Mark from Mark, my words, he, he absolutely fell in love with the film. He could not speak highly of it. It's, it's, um, what, uh, what, uh, besides the, uh, well, after the, uh, Unfortunate delays of 2020 thanks to DC EU because they're shit. Um, you guys are looking forward to any DC films this year from what we're meant to have? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I was excited for, like, maybe The Flash and maybe Black Adam, but. I think the most I'm excited for is Black Adam. Yeah. Because Dwayne Johnson has had this role for, like, seven years, seven, mm-hmm. eight years. So I'm just very curious to see. How that's portrayed. Now, even longer. This has been in development since like 2006 or seven. He's been attached oh, to this. Good lord. No yeah, joke. It's. Fair. I'm just curious to see. I'm just curious to see how he portrays it and everything. But I'm like, what I'm really looking forward to is seeing Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a role where he's not the hero. Yeah, like he's going to—he's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. I think they—they they introduced a clip in one of their, um, like whatever DC events uh, last last fall, and the clip that showed him like uh, electrocuting someone to death, and it was all dust. That looked insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it was like straight up. He's just like, you know what? Gone. Yeah, and we we still haven't got a full trailer for it yet. Like we got the clips. But we haven't actually got a full-edged trailer for that, which I think that's been coming out in, I think, July or August now. I think it's October, actually. Yeah, I think uh, they're seeing it. I think they pushed it again. Yeah. But, it, um, could, it could be, because Warner Brothers is shit. Like always. <laughs> One movie that I think is funny, well, they moved Aquaman away from Avatar 2, but then they moved Shazam 2 on the, back to that same date. I think that's yeah, ridiculous. they they did. I I don't, and the funny thing is, the primary material they did for the DC fandom, there was no trailer for Shazam. They only did photos, but everything else has had trailers or clips. Yeah. And that's the movie that's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's so funny. Yeah, 
that's that's why I mean. Like they have Warner Bros has no fucking idea what that they're doing. And as we were just talking about before this episode started, they did the whole promo in January going, 2022 is going to be the year of heroes. One, one, two weeks later, it ain't the, it's the year of delays. <laughs> I feel like I just feel bad for them because they, it's hard for them to follow up with Marvel. Like, they've had their chances. Yeah, and they I think they have. And they have, and like, it's, it's, I guess in their heads, it's like, okay, how do we top them? We, I guess it's going to be hard from the top. I mean, Marvel is always, in my opinion, superior to DCU. It say it. I think, no, no, you're right. Yeah, I think they need to keep going with these like standalone movies and just stop trying to connect everything. People like Shazam didn't connect to anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, tiny little clip at the end of Superman's body. No, no one really um, people why didn't you have Superman? Why didn't you have Henry Cavill? Like, why didn't you show three quarters of his body? <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Um, Birds of Prey, I don't know. I didn't think that was terrible, but I didn't love it so much. I mean, look at the Suicide Squad. Mm. That was like a kind of like a soft reboot, and people like that a lot more than half of the DCEU. Mm. Yeah, because that was James Gunn. I liked it a lot better than the yep. original Suicide Squad. James Gunn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so. Mm-hmm. James Gunn's got future project with DC2 coming. Besides, he he does. He's um, I think he I think he's got a movie project, and but I do know that he's confirmed that he has um another t- uh, season two of Peacemaker, and he's going to do another spin-off series of another character from Suicide Squad. Yeah. I think that's funny. Um, but do you, do you guys follow him on Instagram? Oh, yeah. He's, he's like the one celebrity that I love to follow because he does so many stuff for his fans. He's constantly liking stuff on Twitter from his fans. He does a lot of Q&As. Yeah, he does. But did you see um, his last two posts about Black Adam and Guardians Galaxy 2? Sorry, Guardians Galaxy 3? No. He posted. He um. He was working on a one. These uh one post he did was he was on a soundstage working on Guardians Galaxy three, and he's like he showed a picture and it's a about Black Adam, and it's all these people who have signed it who worked on working on Black Adam. But at the bottom it says it's directed by James Gunn, and he's he's he posted on Instagram saying I've directed a lot of movies, but I don't remember this one. For some reason, it says James Gunn. That's that's wild. You would think. And and his second his second post he put on Instagram was, oh, he's like, I try to take a photo of um, Adam Warlock for you guys, but it's kind of how it came out, and it's just a smudge and a whole bunch of lighting, so he can't make out anything. He did for April Fools. The amount of the amount of celebrities that teased us with like April Fools joke is too much. Yeah. Um, I thought Morbius was actually going to be an April Fool's joke when I saw it came out April 1st. I was like, oh, it's still a joke. Oh, we does so too. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah. A couple other movies that I also listed off on that, I'm, that we're both looking forward to, or at least I am. Yeah. Um, Knives Out 2, that's coming out on Netflix. Can't I haven't catch. seen that. Was that good? Oh, we love I, love it. I liked it also. Oh, it was amazing. Cool. Cast. Perfect. I like to say it's like the perfect uh, Thanksgiving movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to put it in the watch list because um, I know 
I haven't seen it, but I did know that like Netflix after that came out threw a shit ton of money to get the the contract for Knives Out two and three. Like it was a massive deal that they, that that they were doing to try and get yeah the director to come back and make another one. Yeah, and it's funny enough that this is Ryan Johnson who directed it, and then I think this was following up the Last Jedi where he got so much hate. And then this movie, this movie dropped, I think, roughly six months later or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I fell in love with it. I mean, it's a great twist on a modern-day type of mystery movie. And I think it's awesome from the beginning. It's just great. The amount of character interactions and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I loved it. It's like Clue, but more modern. They even make a joke about it that it's like Clue. Mm-hmm. Oh, and well, a lot cool. of like, camera work and stuff, like about or like little Easter eggs that you get to see once you finish, like when you do like your first watch through it. Once you watch it for a second time, you'll see like more like clues that you've not noticed, and it's like, oh, they've done a lot of like foreshadowing with this, especially. So it's a really cool movie. It, I'm excited for how they're gonna do this with Knives Out too, with the foreshadowing and like the Easter eggs that they're gonna come up with and stuff, like. I can't wait to see how this is going to be portrayed. Oh, I'll, have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to go check it out. Um, real quick, what did you guys, because you mentioned it, what were your guys' take on The Last Jedi? Uh, <laughs> I like I the cinematography in it. I think, I'll, personally, some of like, the story takes they did, especially with Luke mm-hmm. and Ray, I, I like the idea that it was such a new type of um, story. It was a new look at the Jedi itself. Mm-hmm. But personally, I just don't think it panned out as it is. And then to see how Rise of Skywalker followed up, it just it was just a jumbled mess. Yeah, I was half and half with it. Like, I at least it was cool to see continuation that we got. Um, we got Luke Skywalker coming back and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like it should have just ended that way, but I was okay watching it again or watching a continuation of it. I think the dumbest part of that movie is Leia getting sucked out of the ship and then her just opening her eyes and then flying back in. Yeah, she's like, (laughs) wee! Yeah. (laughs) Which you've never seen her use force powers before except for that. You're like, oh, okay, so you you can sense your brother... And you could also fly in space. Yep. Yeah, until this point, we haven't seen you even pick up a lightsaber. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm. And I've, I've gone back on, like, breakdowns of that, um, that fight scene with Ray and Kylo in that red room. Mm-hmm. And the choreography is awful. It is. It is. I actually didn't notice it um, until, I think, it was a like TikTok and someone like pointed out, like actually, like rewatch this scene, but look at these two guards. Like, what are they attacking? Yeah, they're just standing there, not doing anything. Yeah. That's just her I think I really hope Ryan gets the chance of directing another Star Wars movie. I think as a movie, it by itself, it wasn't as bad as people are, um, like saying it is. I think as a like a part of the connected universe and franchise that they built especially with force awakens started off i don't think i think that's where it messed up like this was trying to continue a different story that he didn't make he retconned a bunch of stuff 
which is I just don't think it flowed well whatsoever. No, it it didn't. And it, the, the interesting is we you notice the difference between one, two, and three, and four, five, six having George Lucas, even though he directed some, didn't direct others, but you know he was behind the scenes, he was heavily involved. You see from these three movies what happens when you have the lack of direction over a trilogy, because you know um, uh, J.J. Abrams, you know, directed the first one. And then you had Ryan Johnson come in and retconned things that he did. And then J.J. Abrams came back again and then retconned things that Ryan Johnson did. It was like, J.J. Abrams, you should have just stayed on and you should have just done all three and it would have flowed better. And you wouldn't have had to spend, you know, almost arguably 30 or 40 minutes of both movies just retconning each other. Exactly, yeah. Personally, I think... Abrams has de- developed a big enough reputation back then for him to have his own trilogy. I mean, I don't know about you, but I loved Force Awakens. Yeah, I, I loved it also. Yeah. It was, yes, it was um, kind of like a rehash, a, a story we already knew, but it was just fun getting introduced to these characters. I mean, Finn was amazing. Mm. And to see him like play out throughout the rest of the movies, it was awful. It was. And the, you know, and the thing is, like, he, you, know, you teased him in the... Uh, Force Awakens, holding a lightsaber and everything. You're like, oh, cool. This is going to be really good. And then you just spend the next two movies yelling out Ray and doing... <laughs> leading, honestly, honestly, leading a rebellion. Oh, you're, it's yeah, leading... And you having an uneventful fight with a chrome stormtrooper that should have lived up to more hype. Um, it's... <laughs> People were so excited to see that she lived and came back just to see her do the exact same thing she did in the first movie. Yeah, I don't understand that part. No, it, neither do I. I'm like, that was just a waste of waste of time. And you know, the Last Jedi is the first Star Wars movie where two lightsabers don't touch. Really? Yep, they two lightsabers don't touch. And that should have been a good indication, the fact that this movie was going to be a failure. <laughs> well, I just, the amount of things they introduced, like, oh, um, Luke can, what is it, project a force ghost mm-hmm. light years away. Like, I just feel like there could have been so many easy fixes to their creative decisions that they made. But they just chose, no, and we're just going to let it. It's yeah. something new. Yeah, they wanted to do a new way of, Start the Star Wars movies, and I guess that's how they want to portray it. But I just think it's just been... not the first movie. Yeah. That's what's dumb. Mm-hmm. No, and the thing is, you could have done it. You you could have gone. I understand they're like, oh, you know, we didn't want to make it traditional. Um, you know, you didn't want to be because you guys were all thinking Luke was going to be the hero and everything. I'm like, you could have still done that. You could have still, you know, you could have had him look strong. You could have looked at him look, you know, train Ray and everything, and then you could have had another similar scene with the fact that Kylo Ren gets the one up on him because he's younger and kills him. And then you still had that, you know, you still would have that homage to, you know, a new hope as well. But Luke would have looked a little bit more stronger and not as a hermit. That's just sad. Just that that's your hero. Like he's not almost completely different to Return of the Jedi. 
As soon as, like, the opening scene of him tossing his lightsaber behind his back, I was like... Oh, don't talk about that. Is this a joke? I'm like, are we watching the same movie? Like, what is happening? Is it a parody? I don't know. And the space milk? The space milk. Sp- the space titty milk? Yeah, and the fact that he had to stare at Ray while chugging it. Yeah. There is so there are so many bad things about that movie. I do like um, Kylo Ren. I, I actually love Kylo Ren. I think he's a great character, and I just wished they didn't kill him off in Rise of Skywalker, and we got to actually see a proper movie with him. Maybe we could see possibly a prequel of him. Like, I know there was that big time between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. I think that could be interesting. I don't know. I, I really mm-hmm. liked his character enough. And I really was disappointed with how Ray was like handled as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. And like, do you guys remember the, the Knights of Ren? Because Ryan Johnson doesn't. Yeah, let's leave him out for the second movie, but bring him back for the third movie just to kill him off and instantly. Yeah, but none of them had lightsabers, though. In The Rise of Skywalker, all they had was like pitchforks and stuff. I'm like, no, what? Well, they all had lightsabers. In um, The Force Awakens, why are they attacking him with just, you know, like they're a bunch of villagers? Yeah, because what? They were essentially also, um, what was it, students like Kylo Ren, weren't they? Well, yeah, that was the thing. It was the fact he, t- he took students. Ah, oh, this movie just, my God, it annoys the shit out of me. Let's talk about that. Ray could just, like... Uh, send a lightsaber to Kylo Ren, even though he's in a different location. Teleport it. Yeah, I don't know. Using the Force. Mm. Yes, apparently the Force can teleport um, sabers to different places. And you only saw Kylo Ren's redemption arc for about two minutes, and then he died. And then right at the end, you have Rey go, Rey Skywalker. I'm like, no, no, you're not. You didn't earn that name. What's she he literally just stole it. Dude, she stole it from the kiss. That's literally. what happened. Yeah. And what did you do? You buried Anakin's lightsaber in sand. He doesn't like sand. Have you learned nothing? God, I, I hate those breakouts so much. I can't wait to see Hayden Christensen return and Kenobi. That that is one of my um. That's one of the most things I'm looking forward to for this year is the Obi Wan Kenobi TV show having. Or, um, you and McGurk come back. Having Hayden Christensen come back, um, uh, the hype. I can. I'm so excited for this. What do you think of uh, the Inquisitors' uh, makeup? Uh, it looked like he gained some weight. You definitely, definitely look like he's been eating a lot because um, he very. I think that design needs to be changed a little bit. Like, like his lightsaber, that was that was all fine, um, but I feel like they could have done that probably a little bit better, because um, I know I've seen the fact that that's got like the biggest hate out of the entire trailer. Like that has the biggest hate, but everything else about the trailer, everybody loved, like the music, you know, and the fact that you know you're seeing Obi Wan at the stage where. Or this, sorry, this part of the galaxy where there is no hope, like everything is just sad. Now, it's it's uh ten years later after Order sixty six, is that right? Yeah, ten. It's ten years later. Um, so basically, 
yeah, Darth Vader's been in power. Well, you know, Palpatine's been in power for a good 10 years um, since those events. And Hugh McGregor's, oh, Obi-Wan has just been on Tatooine. Wild. I can't wait. It, it looks absolutely amazing. I, I, I'm happy to see that Disney is able to do some really good stuff with their shows mm-hmm. rather than their movies. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, um, all their, their t- Disney uh, TV shows are doing phenomenal because the fact they're not connected to the sequel trilogy. Because you've gone back and you've done a sequel to Return of the Jedi. And then the one project that is connected to the original trilogy, Boba Fett, <laughs> I think a lot of people is like at the bottom of the list. Yep. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk about this and yeah, I don't. I'm sorry that I am roasting it, but it's it just was so badly played out. I'm sorry. I have to say it. It it look, I'm happy because of the Mandalorian. Like there's the highest raised episodes. Um and I still love the meme. I think it's when he's training with the other he's training with the with the other Mandalorians. And he's like, oh, why is this sword so heavy? It's like, oh, because of the fact you're holding up the entire franchise. It's <laughs> <laughs> honestly so freaking true, though, to be honest. I, oh, we can literally go on a big tangent just because of that. <laughs> and the thing is, like, the Mandalorian um, was, when they got announced and everything, no one really, like, you know, there was a niche, obviously, of hard uh, hardcore Star Wars fans that were looking forward to this, but for, you know, from everyone else, you're like, oh, um, you know, why are they doing the Mandalorian? You know, why aren't they doing Boba Fett? Well, why aren't they doing Obi Wan? Why aren't they doing uh, Ahsoka or anything like that? Yet, you know, after that first episode, everyone's like, more Mandalorian. We need more Mando. Yeah, I, I, the biggest grunt or grime, whatever you might want to call it that I have with Disney is how are they not able to continuously pump out at least two projects a year? Like Rise of Skywalker ended, what, 2018? Mm-hmm. I feel like we should have gotten way more than just one season of Mando each year. And the fact that Book of Boba Fett like, pretty much took took a step in Mando's place. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Well, I, I think I know why. Uh, because I think uh, what could, is that the sound stage or like the special stage it's, that was made for when Mandalorian came out, they only had one of them. Oh. And after the success of the first season of Mandalorian, they went ahead. I think they built another one or they built two more. So that was how the fact that they were able to you know, make Boba Fett and how Obi-Wan's also going as well. I did not know that at at all. It's a it's a special it's a special stage they you know for obviously trying to build this world that they can interchange everything everything moves like if you go look at behind the scenes it's incredible what this stage can do but I think there's only one built when the first season of Mando came out. Yeah, I think it's I think you can definitely get a taste of that in um I think it's their special called the gallery. It's like all yeah. the of the Mando, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and the technology behind it is just groundbreaking. It's just insane to think about. The movie production on all, or not even movie, just TV production is, is so highly advanced. Ugh. 
can't believe it. It's it's ridiculous. And um, the, how much money to build one of those stages would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shows. The thing is, you know, we're getting these TV shows that are nearly movie A grade, and the fact that they're better. You know, the first season of Man- Mandalorian can arguably be, you know, that is better. It's more pure Star Wars than the sequel trilogy that came out. Absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mando is just, and, I love it so much. <laughs> and there's no there's no lightsabers in it until season two, which everyone lost their minds at the end, including myself. We didn't even need a lightsaber either. No, I think it was just fine without it, just because of how well Mando was. But the fact that they teased the Darksaber, brought it back, mm-hmm. just... I loved it. I loved, um, what's his name? Gene Carlo Esposito, I think it was. I love him in the show. I love all the actors. It's just 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. They're all, they're, I can't think of what's on my head, a Mando episode where I'm just like, that was boring or, you know, that was, that was bad. Um, they're all, it's solid writing. And that's because they've got a whole team of like six directors that are pure, passionate Star Wars fans, and someone's gone to them, you need to make a TV show that's a sequel to the Return of um, the Je- you know, Return of the Jedi, which is you know your kids' movie when you were growing up. So you're like, oh, of course I'm going to make it. Of course I'm going to put a lot of love and TLC into it. I I want Bryce Dallas Howard to get a get a movie. I've, I've talked about this in our Book of Boba Fett episode. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, you did. She has done an amazing job. She keeps doing an amazing job. Please, just give her a movie. Give her a trilogy. Sorry, Patty Jenkins. I know you have a movie set up. Take Let Bryce Howard. She's your director. Yeah. Let her shine. Let her do everything. She's killed it, in my opinion, compared to all the other directors. Even better, making John Favreau. Taika. Remember Taika? I did Taika an episode Wikipedia? in the yeah. first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he was a robot. <laughs> like He was just like, he was the robot at the beginning. Um, especially when he goes to take off his helmet, it's like, oh, no man can see my helmet. I'm like, I'm not a man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I guess you can see my face. Um, no, she did. Um, I don't know if you guys remember in the first season, um, the the episode where they they were at that little village, yeah, and the walker was coming to attack him, so they're like all trenched up and everything. That was that was Bryce. So that she directed that. Yep, that's my favorite episode of the season, to be honest. Well, and, yeah, there you go. And it, it's your um, show. <laughs> and yeah, she did. She's done a fantastic job. And if you guys haven't watched it already, definitely watch. Um, yeah, the Star Wars gallery on that first season, and you can hear the passion come out of all of them, of just how much love they put into that first season, um, and as. I really do hope she does get to direct more. Um, I think she do a fantastic job. I always find it weird the fact that like you're the same chick from Jurassic World. Yeah, she's the same chick from Spider Man Three. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Gwen. <laughs> she was Gwen in Spider Man Three. <laughs> she's Ron Howard's daughter, which is also pretty funny too. Yeah. I I didn't even put those two together until um, I think I was. Looking at something about Mando, I was like, oh, of course. Of course she's Ron Howard's daughter, you idiot. <laughs> I, um, uh, I think 
think are you Disney, looking forward to oh sorry oh i was gonna say i think disney has also done good with their solo movies that haven't been connected rogue one is personally my favorite star wars movie mm-hmm. and i used to hate on solo and i rewatched it a couple of years ago and i loved it i thought it was really good especially donald glover's performance and it sucks because they they did good with these like um own little stories and they've yet to try to create those again no because because of the hand solo did so bad that's that's why um because the box of us bomb that was hand solo that's the direct correlation why both boba fett and obi-wan have tv shows <laughs> yeah because i'm pretty sure there's a lot of talks of kenobi being a being a movie yeah there was it was talks after revenge of the sith for him to get his own movie. If you go on like Wikipedia, there's talks going back from t- 2004 and 2005. Yeah, so Rogue One, uh, I think, is the first like Star Wars movie where the fact it actually is a war film. Out of all the Star Wars films, that's the one actually that deals with war itself because it's in the trenches and everything that's going on. Uh, you know, there's nothing flashy. Like, it's a real grounded, like... The most war, to me, the most kindred to watching a war film is that Rogue One um, one. They um, got um, people who like assisted in war movies, like Black Hawk Down. I know that was a big one, mm-hmm. and they brought them on for this for this movie, Rogue One, so they could really get that um, that war taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it so shows. Uh, but look, guys, I. We're going on a massive tangent. <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk about your uh, recommendation movies to watch or watch, and then you guys want to end it on a high note? Yeah, let's do that. Sounds good to me. I can start. Um, who, do you want to go? Yeah, a couple of recommendations I have. Um, Chef, John <laughs> Favreau, of course. 2014, such a lighthearted, feel-good movie, mm. a lot of fun, and food porn. Like the, <laughs> the food that's I haven't heard that in a while, someone saying that. Yeah. Um, oh, why do you watch the uh, cooking channel? Oh, just for the food porn. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Yeah, I love cooking stuff. And another movie <laughs> I got is uh, Hot Rod. I think that came out, what, 2000, early, early 2000s? 2000s. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Yep, and I exactly. love the scene where he's going through the forest and the music's kicking in. Yes. <laughs> Such a lighthearted, fun movie. Again, just like Chef. This is like so much fun. I love Andy Samberg and his projects. Yeah, uh, the, that's... Uh, and the funny is, I only watched that because I think it was... Oh, I was just on Netflix or something, so I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, this is actually really good. This is hilarious. Hilarious, yeah. just a dumb, dumb, very dumb premise, but it plays out. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you want to go over, Shark? Um, you you can go next if you want. All right. Sorry, that was a bit candid. Anyways, um, I'll just say yeah. One of my recommendations. Uh, I'm a huge like anime fan, so like I've seen a couple like cool anime movies from Japan. One of my favorites is like Your Name. It's um. Made in Japan, it's pretty much a big love story. Um, is just with one person pretty much switching bodies with another person, and they are just they're trying to connect with each other, figuring out what's their purpose and why they switch bodies and all that stuff. 
there's a lot of like cool plot twists and all that as well um that i love and then the music itself and then like i said earlier like i'm a huge like animation fan um just the graphics and style itself is just like mind-boggling i remember like watching this movie in theaters and it was it was so intense and i I've loved every movement of it. I've watched this movie so many times just because of how beautiful it is. So if you are like a big like animation fan in general, I think this would be a cool like top thing to watch. Um, another one I've seen is called um, Weathering With You, kind of made by the same studio that made this. Um, same kind of concept where it's where this person actually got powers, um, but she doesn't know why and she's trying to figure out her purpose. Um, I just thought it was a cool love story as well. And these we can watch on HBO Max, or I think for you it would be binge, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't have HBO Max. Yeah. You guys are so lucky. Mm-hmm. And then I, one of my personal favorites in general, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. Like, ugh. How good was that? Oh, I loved it. I watched this movie so many times just because of how good it is. Such an amazing origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just the hand-to-hand combat alone just far precedes anything marvel's done previously just just the hand-to-hand comic alone and i was pleasantly surprised on that when i watched it um you know i, I half expected it still would still end with a cgi far at the end yeah. but just the hand-to-hand combat was really done well mm-hmm. i love like the emotion you can feel like you can see the drama and like tension you have between him and his dad like they hated each other. You can feel the hatred. You can feel the betrayal and all that stuff. And then you see them come together about with that realization. And then ugh, it was just intense. Cause like, I kind of relate to like how this movie is like, cause I've seen some, I've dealt with some of these aspects, which is pretty cool. Cause I, that's what I love about certain movies that you can relate to. And it's, it just hits you. You feel it. You feel, you feel it. You're like, Oh, I've, had this emotion before yeah. so it, it's one of my favorite movies and for me like you know this is the first like big asian american superhero movie so in marvel so that's what i loved about it as well yeah which uh which blew the box out of us out of the water you know it did so well and i just love the fact that um the main character um i forgot his name simon i think it is uh, he yeah he um he tweeted like 10 years ago to Marvel saying, you know, Marvel, we need a talk. You need, you know, you need an Asian superhero. And then um, he tweeted like five years later saying, hey, Marvel, we still need a talk. You know, we need to get this going. And then boom, it actually came to fruition. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of how the accomplishment. He was able to just do it. Like, the commitment. The commitment, yeah. Ugh. Proud of him. He oh. puts- he puts so much into it. If you guys haven't seen um, the behind the scenes, he dedicates so much to it. The training, everything. Yeah, I think I saw clips, like, even on his Instagram, because I followed him before when he used, because he was a actor on a show called Kin's Convenience. That's on Netflix. as like, a Canadian show. He, I remember him talking about some stuff and even, like, how he had to, like, not be in the show. He had to, like, go through, like, Zoom or something like that or, like, had a camera on him because he was filming Shang-Chi during he, while he was also filming his uh, sitcom TV show, The Kim's Convenience. So I just thought it was really uh-huh. cool working on both of those series. That'd be um, a lot of heavy lifting, trying to do both. Like, whew. Yeah. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the schedules are the same. 
Well, exactly right. And then you know, we're talking to wake up, depending on the time difference, and all that, which I can feel. <laughs> um, but no, um, no, those are good recommendations, which I will have to find out those anime movies uh, and go check them out. Um, my recommendations, if you guys haven't seen, like uh, I would say, um, have you, if you haven't seen Blade Runner? Ooh. Oh, I've heard of Blade Runner. Yeah. Where's He's got Harris. The first one. First. Mm. That's got Harrison Ford in it, and it's actually it's typical '80s, but actually it it inspired a lot of um. It's got a lot of callbacks actually to anime cinema, the stylization of it, and stuff that's come inspiration from that, from what you know after that came out, just because of how it was made. Um, but it actually de- delves a lot into basically what it means to be human because um, it does really well because what happens is essentially there's these robots that are very human um they're you know they're just to do manual labor kind of stuff yet they go rogue and harrison's four characters gotta go after them but the thing is you don't know who is a robot and who isn't um so it becomes it's uh, like a crime thriller yeah, I've been wanting to watch this. Definitely been on my watch list. Mm-hmm. Especially, did you like the sequel? I heard like a pretty amazing things as well with Twenty Forty Nine. The sequel did really. The sequel was a perfect sequel to that first one, um, and similar similar cinematography. Like the best thing is the cinematography in the movie. It's just almost beautiful to look at, and the second one did very well. Ryan Gosling, you know, it did very well, and you know, it does a lot of deal with you know how the future is going to progress and everything. But, I'd, yeah, if I, I would, if you guys are just looking for a good, like, um, action movie, but, like, a, th- you know, a crime, like, detective story, I recommend that. And my second one, if you guys haven't seen, is The Prestige. Yes. Mm, I've heard of Prestige. Love Christopher Nolan. Yep. <clears throat> yep. That's that's a movie with that's got uh, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, uh, and um, I can't remember his name, the uh, the butler, um, Alfred from the Dark Knight trilogy. That's um, it. Okay, that's it. Um, they're all in it, and it's um, about two magicians that go head to head. But in per- perfect Christopher Nolan movie is you get to the end of the movie and you're literally like. What the fuck just happened? Hound, what? I love this. And you one. have to, yeah, you have to go back and rewatch it because right at the ending, it's just like, hang on, well, hang on, I'm so confused. And Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale do a fantastic job. And it's also got David Bowie in it. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm reading the cast on it. And yeah, David Bowie, damn. Yeah, he, um, Christopher Nolan sent the script. David Bowie said no. So Christian, oh sorry, Christopher Nolan sent the script. He said no. So Christopher Nolan actually went to his house. I was like, I need you for this role. Oh my! I love the behind the scenes stuff. That's so awesome. Oh, I gotta watch this. It's it's, it's really they both they all put a great performance. I bet with this cast list. Oh, I can imagine. And, I, and the thing is, you're like, oh yep, yeah, there's uh, Batman, there's uh, Alfred, there's Black Widow, there's um. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, oh, and Andy Circus is in it too. 
One of uh, Nolan's earlier films, too, before the, his whole Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Man. He's one of my favorite directors at, right now. Like, um, Just what he's pumping out. And if you guys want to look at cast list, have a look at his new movie coming out called Oppenheimer. Um, his next movie, the cast list for that is bloody insane. Let me see. Yeah, they, they just keep adding to that cast. It's just nonstop. <laughs> it is. Yeah, and Gary Oldman got announced two days ago that he's also joining the cast. It just does. It's literally never ending. It's it's the bigger cast announcement than what Knives Two has been, got like months ago. It's gonna be insane because I know about the whole this whole history about Oppenheimer. Like, oh, really? Is, yeah, I did a report on this in uh, an undergrad about the atomic bomb stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is. This movie coming out, um, Warner Brothers, Christopher Nolan had a contract with Warner Brothers, and it all fell through because of the release of Tenant, yeah. um, because they wanted to do like the split HBO Max release, and he was like, no, I don't want to do that. So that deal all fell through, and they've ended their contract relationship together. So this is the first movie that hasn't been through Warner Brothers, and this is the cast. Damn. This is exciting. Yeah, Warner Bros. Another another mess up on their part. <laughs> yeah, another between between that and Wonder Woman. Just uh, um, but look, guys, I I really appreciate you being on the episode. This was a lot of fun to do. I really do hope we get to do another one um, because it it's been great talking to you guys and getting to your different different perspectives and if and for anyone definitely go check out these guys on spotify and follow on their instagram all you know all together because they're both of them are really funny and really good to listen to well thank you we, it's good to be here like we had such a good time mm-hmm. and like you said definitely want to plan out for something uh future projects and episodes as well for sure future episodes future topics we can focus on even more in depth like yeah, I would be down to do anything, another collab with you. I'm so it's just, it's been a fun time. Oh, awesome! I'm glad you guys had fun, especially with, you know, with Doctor Strange too coming around the corner. That will be a lot of fun to find out you guys' theories on that and uh, your thoughts after that comes out. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you for everyone, and yeah, definitely like, share, follow all the fun stuff, and yeah, until next time, guys. See ya, bye guys. Thanks for listening to Lights, Camera, Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.